Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Over the last few months, we've spoken with uh, Ron Foxcroft on this program, chairman of Fox 40 Industries, which includes Fluke Transport, trucking manufacturer, at least trucking company. Uh, Ron is also uh, through Fox 40 Industries into manufacturing and exporting the Fox 40 line of sports and safety products. He's also chairman of Tradeport International, which operates John C. Monroe Airport in Hamilton and LaGuardia Airport in New York City. So we've talked to Ron about the uh, situation as far as trucking and manufacturing and exporting and even finding people to come and work for you in this particular climate, what it's doing to business, what it's doing to our society. Mr. Foxcroft is back with us. How are you, Ron? I'm doing good, Roy, and I have the same feelings about you every time I drive by the gas station. And um, when you equate that to uh, filling up uh, one of our trucks, and we have about 125 tractors and 500 trailers, Roy, just to give you an idea, you know, the trip that you were going to take was going to cost you $400, and a, a year ago it probably cost you about 175 to fill up one of these big tractors that are essential for the supply chain management, it it could cost upwards of $2,000 every time you fill up a truck, depending on whether it's half or quarter or whether you have one tank or two tanks. Multiply that times 125. The other problem, Roy, in the trucking industry is um, the oil companies, and I am not being critical of the oil companies, but they require payment in seven days. So, you fill up a truck, it's 2000 bucks. pay it in seven days. Somehow, somebody in the distribution network has to pay for that cost. Yeah. And how long, when you fill up uh, the truck, uh, regardless of whether it's a quarter, half, or three quarters, once the truck is full, how long until that truck needs to be filled? Let's say how long until it gets down to a quarter of a tank. Well, Roy, uh, you know, we're a zero to 300 mile carrier, so it's not unusual for us to fill the truck up uh, twice a week or uh, every 10 days. So and, and you know, Roy, I got to tell you, there's a little bit of a myth out there. It says, you know, the trucking companies are picking up this tab on the increase of the cost of the diesel fuel. All they do is pass it along. That's not entirely true, Roy. Yes, there is a fuel surcharge, which is charged to certain um, uh, customers that you're allowed to. However, if a trucking company is bound to a contract where uh, they're tied down for a year or two, sometimes you cannot pass it along. Hopefully, uh, you, you can. The other problem, Roy, your employees. And, and you know, I'm going to be criticized for saying what I'm going to say, but we live in Canada and we drive cars. And obviously, your email will explode because people are are uh, bound to want to uh, direct 
everybody into public transit. Everybody's doing a good job directing people to public transit. The governments, I, I have to say, are doing a good job directing people to public transit. However, this is Canada. 95% of our 200 or 250 employees drive a car to work. So, you know what? Their costs of living are going up, and where are they coming? Uh, obviously, uh, they're, they're turning to the government to help them, and shame on us for depending on the government to help yeah, us. Well, well, Ron, the governments are not exactly helping us with their massive tax increases. That doesn't help anybody. And, and then, you know, my, my definition of inflation, everybody's tired of hearing this, but it's when you go to the gas station or the grocery store in the same morning and you can't afford to fill up it either. But when you talk about the, the, the costs of filling up your truck and filling up your trucks, and this is industry-wide nationally, yes. all the trucking firms are going through this. The independent drivers are going through this. Everybody is. Ultimately, the cost of the increases, or some of it, is going to be passed on to the end user, the consumer, is it not? I mean, I went and had uh, I, I had something sent out by courier a few weeks ago. There was a fuel surcharge on my bill. I understood it. I said, fine, it's not that massive. I get it. You're, it's cost more to deliver. It costs more for you guys to have your trucks and your planes on the ground and in the air. So I'll pay the fuel surcharge. But ultimately, it is passed on to the consumer in one way or another, isn't it? You are bang on. It's a ripple effect. It has to be passed on to somebody, and somebody has to pay for it. And that's exactly right. There is a fuel surcharge, and it has to be passed along, and it hurts everybody. Namely, it hurts the consumer. The other thing, Roy, you know I am not a negative person, but the timing of this carbon tax is atrocious. It's just terrible. And, and you know, I, I want to applaud your... Uh, the first guest that you had, Michelle, at the top of your uh, show, and she was explaining the political landscape in, in Canada, and I don't want to be political, but here's the fact. The political leadership in this country and the province that I'm in, in the province of Ontario, spend all their time personally bashing the opponent. It's not about policy. It's not about cohesion. It's about how good can I bash personally my opponent, Roy, it's like the WWE without the music. <laughs> That's well said. That is really well said. So here we are where we are. The end user is the consumer. The consumer is working with whatever net income that consumer has after having a significant amount of their income skimmed off the top by governments. We know what that's all about. April 30th was just a few days ago. So now, yeah, you go to the gas station as I did yesterday. Forty-eight liters, one hundred nine bucks, insane. Um, and then I go to the grocery store, and I know I see the inflated prices, and I'm told more is yet to come. We understand that the interest rate is going up, inflation is going up. Hopefully, the rising interest rates won't tip us into recession. And and I don't even want to say the word stagflation. But let me ask you, you as a business person, when you look at your the, the work you have to do, your manufacturing, your exporting, your trucking company, are you able to project with any degree of certainty what it's going to cost you to do business in all of those different areas over the next 12 months? Because if you can't do that, how in the heck are we supposed to? I'm going to give you a good answer to that, Roy. And by the way, I'm going to deny saying that in Canada we drive cars. I'm going to say 
Roy Green said that, so you can get bashed. You will get bashed. No, listen, Ron, we do drive cars. It's a huge country. We don't have the public transport infrastructure that European countries have. We, We don't have these things. We drive to where we go. Times are hard for a government, for any politician to look us in the eye and say, you're going to drive less because I'm going to charge you more. I think at election time, that's going to come back to bite. It, it really is. And, Roy, you know, the other problem is hiring labor. You know, it's a very difficult situation. Before the pandemic, our industry was 22,000 drivers short. That's probably I don't have the exact number, but I would have to take a stab that it's at least 30,000 drivers short in the trucking logistics industry in Canada. Now, in our manufacturing, work ethic has gone by the storm. When you grew up, Roy, and when I grew up, your mother and my mother said, you don't have to be the smartest guy in the neighborhood. We qualified for that, Roy, you and I. But if you're the hardest working guy in the neighborhood, you're going to do okay. But there's work ethic has gone by the wayside. You know, when you uh, interview somebody today for a job, they say, how much? What are the benefits? What's the vacation? And can I work from home? Well, in our business, we're in trucking, we're in manufacturing. We have to be at work. And, and you know, only 1% of our 225 or 250 employees can effectively work from home. People now are leaving the workforce if their employer doesn't allow them to work from home. Now, I will say this. Some people can work from home and be very efficient. And I will say that and good for them. But it doesn't apply to everybody, Roy. So we have a terrible shortage of truck drivers, of labor. In Hamilton, where my business is, our health care system is short 700 employees. Well, partly because... They're exhausted after 26 months. Fox, let me just ask you this question. You're the smartest guy I know. What do you consider the greatest economic threat to be? Is it inflation? Is it interest rate hikes? Is it potential recession to follow interest rate hikes? Is it the potential, let's even whisper the word, stagflation? What is the greatest concern to you? And then I'll tell you what mine is. Okay. Uh, Roy, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I am one of the hardest working guys that you know. And you did ask me, how far out can we project or plan now in the uh, current economic economy? 48 hours. (laughs) It used to be 12 months. And then the next year, you'd put your tariffs up by CPI, Consumer Price Index, which was about 2%. Right now, if you ask us at Fluke for a rate, we'll hold that rate for 48 hours. The three things, uh, first of all, what you just laid out, our biggest concern, all of the above, I I would have to include everything you just said, all of the above. But I can put it down and summarize it into three things. A, inflation, cost of doing business, cost of living. Number two, the labor shortage, the labor shortage, Roy. And I include truck drivers, tradespeople, general labor, the labor shortage today, because of one of the things that you just talked about is a lot of people are very comfortable now working at home and working at home effectively. But in our business, you can't effectively work at home. You cannot and drive a truck from home. 
No, you can't. Now, the third thing, Roy, and this may inflame some of your listeners, partisan politics. And let me give you an example. In 2006, you had two prime minister candidates on your national show. They disagreed on policy, but they did not personally bash each other. What they agreed on was the fact that they wanted to put a business plan in place that was good for Canada and the people that live in the country of Canada. We have got away from that. Uh, Everything today in partisan politics is let's bash the opponent, let's bash the members of the other political party, and if we do that, we're going to get elected, and, and it's too bad. Now, I will say this. It's not every politician. I don't want to paint every politician with the same brush because there's some good ones out there, but there's also some out there. All they want to do is bash their opponent. The perception, though, becomes reality, Ron, and the perception is the party's more important than the province or the country. That's the public perception, and there's no reason for us not to feel that way because they make us feel that way. Now, on that day, Election Day 2006, I had Stephen Harper and Paul Martin on the program back-to-back. I remember that. First out of the gate. And it was election day. They were both running for prime minister. Paul Martin wanted to stay in the job. Stephen Harper wanted to take it away from Paul Martin. Stephen Harper was successful in taking the job. But they, as I recall those two interviews, they spoke about what they were going to do. Yes, they challenged the other party, but it wasn't the kind of uh, vitriol that we hear now it's become so vitriolic that it turns people off. Now let me tell you what my what my greatest concern is. Yes. As far as economic threat is concerned, and I'm coming at it from the little guy in the corner trying to get through life, going to the grocery store, going to the gas station, trying to survive uh, beyond the policies that are thrown at me by political parties interested only in, or largely, in their own well-being. My concern is loss of public confidence. That, to me, is the greatest economic threat this country faces. I have to agree with you, Roy, because, you know, I I tell politicians, once you're elected, take your political party affiliation and put it in the drawer, because now you're serving all the people of Canada and you're part of one team. It's called Team Canada. But that's missing today, Roy. You nailed it. That is okay. We have one minute. We have one minute. Really important here, because it all comes together. It all pulls together. The supply chain, you're in the manufacturing and exporting business, you're in the trucking business. The supply chain is a mess. How bad is it now compared to what it was in January of this year when we first started talking about it? What's it like today? It's more challenging, Roy. The cost of diesel fuel has just skyrocketed. Uh, As I said earlier in the interview, the timing of this carbon tax is just uh, flagrantly wrong. It's just it's somebody that has put this carbon tax in place that have never gone through life doing CAP, covering a payroll. Roy, I'm not a negative guy, but things are not good in the supply chain right now. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. 
And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 